Female Geeks, it's the moment you've been waiting for, celebrating 100 episodes of Feedback Friday. Is this the year we finally find the best email? Hey, it's Feedback Friday, everybody. Wonderful to be here with uh, Matt Helbig, my best buddy from Really Good Emails, and all of you email geeks. Another great Friday in a wild set of years, 2020, 2021. We are moving, folks. And uh, we've got a special episode here ahead where we're doing something a little bit new, a little bit different, and I'm psyched about it. Matt Helbig, can you tell us what's going on? Sure thing. This is episode 100 of Feedback Friday. We made it. Are we like 100 years old now? That feels impossible that that's a reality. How how did that happen? We're time lords. We're time lords. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we made it. You know, I didn't think when we first started this thing that we would eventually get here. I think it sort of started out just like a fun little weekly episode and you know it's really come a long way since our first email review. Sick. Um, so for this 100th episode we have an um, email submitted directly from the community to look at. Um, so I'm really excited to jump through these and give them a look. And me too. This is exciting. Uh, thank you to all the submitters. Uh, this is a fantastic opportunity and a lot of fun. So I hope everybody learns a lot. We'll try and uh, move through a lot of these very quickly, but hopefully it's one of the best episodes we've ever done. This episode is sponsored by Knack. With Knack, you can build your own really good emails in minutes, create incredible emails with their drag and drop email builder, and get them to market 10 times faster. No coding or agency required. It's the platform email geeks need now. The folks at Knack would love to show you how thousands of marketers build their emails every day. Check out the link below. Are you ready to jump in, man? Heck yes. All right. Tell me a little bit about uh, this email. I know that we gathered some information from all the submitters. So what are we hearing from this one? This one is from Bare Bones Living. I think we're a big fan of this brand overall. We probably would have done a whole episode on them eventually. But the feedback they're looking for is, are consumers wanting to consume information and education alongside products? Or does a copy-heavy emails tend to get just lost in the shuffle? What are mm. the best practices when presenting a larger bodies of text? That's a great question. Good question. For me, the answer is that it depends, right? (laughs) Classic cop out. I feel like a politician. It depends on your audience. And if your audience is really into your information or if they're in a more of a utility setting. So how do you find that out? Interviews, get to know your audience, call them, talk to them, email them, have them take surveys, learn from the data. You know, present this email in two different ways. Um, present it in a long form way and present it in a very short form, you know, way and, and see which, uh, you know, people tend to resonate with. Now, keep in mind that whether or not people actually buy something, that's one metric. Whether they enjoyed something and learned something, that's another metric. So it's something to consider. Now, one thing I would say for sure is if you're going to do long form copy, you've really got to take your emails to live text. This is something where I really like bare bones emails. I like their products a lot. I'm very interested in what they're doing. 
if they were excited about sending us free things, I would, you know, smile. <laughs> but hey, the thing is that this text needs to be live. Like that look at look at how it looks on mobile. It's so small and it's not flexible. So you can't change this text to multivariate, you know, testing because it's set up as images. Now I suppose you could do multiple different kinds of images, but these are this is a ton of imagery to download. And then look how small things get, especially down here in some of these areas. So I feel like this is a great opportunity, um, especially with this font stack. These are two fonts that you could use Trebuchet for this and you could use Georgia for that if you don't wanna deal with custom um, typefaces. You can get away with that uh, with your OS 10 or you know Windows level fonts. Like these are available for everybody. And so uh, really no excuse, but I understand like this is a unique layout and it looks cool. So I think they're doing a great job, but that would be what I would change first is again, get to know your audience, see if they're comfortable with longer form text, see if this is information that they really want to learn about, and then present that information in live text so that it scales to be much more readable on a phone. Yeah, I agree with the live text. I think that's definitely um, a necessity for something like this that's going to be longer form and editorial. I think this layout doesn't really totally work for me. Uh, mm. I just kind of wish it would re read a little bit more and maybe those images are full width because, you know, you want to learn a little bit more about them. But I think to your point, asking your customers, you know, what kind of content they want to receive. Like I know storytelling is a super important part, but, you know, ask people maybe if this content is really if they're resonating with it and they want to, you know, learn more through this medium right. rather than just getting like a sales email or something. So. Last thought on this to your point is. I want to cook like a cowboy like this, this line here, I want to cook in a way that feels that way. I think that line would be better up here. So learn how to cook like a cowboy and then dive them in. So the reason I'm reading this long form information is really important versus revisiting the chuck wagon and open fire cooking. Like, well, what about it? Open fire cooking tastes more authentic. Ooh, I want to do that get me in there faster. We're going to keep rolling through. So let's jump to the next one. All right. Tell me a little bit about Sola here. So this Matt. is a Sola Salon Studios. Um, they're just a salon site that haircutters and salon people can sign up for. So this look, kind of looks like an onboarding email. And their question was, as the first email our potential new customers see, does this email entice them to be interested to learn more? I think for this one, I kind of struggled with this step-by-step -step process. I feel like that's really effective when those are actual steps that you can take care of. Uh, maybe step one is already like sign up. Like that's already a step that you already completed, which is, would be kind of a fun, cool way to maybe entice people to read more into these steps. But this layout of content doesn't really resonate with me as much as, you know, communicating something really effectively rather than kind of putting them in steps yeah, for me, it just doesn't really work as well. But I think the rest of the email, you know, especially maybe on a more B2B side, works relatively well, just communicating information at sign up. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think? For me, I think this is an interesting idea, and it's just not executed at a level where it's going to grab people's interest. So imagine not being able to read any of this information. Uh, at, like, you've got one second to decide if you're going to read it or not. The only thing that, that gets to me within that one second is the photos. 
And the photos are compelling in the sense that they're, they look custom and it looks like it's safe. I see people with masks, uh, at least in one of them. I see, you know, good producting, uh, maybe it's hard to know what these products are. That looks fairly generic. Um, but it, you know, it, it does something. The thing that is not working is step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. What the just steps doesn't say anything. So instead of saying steps, you could say step one in a smaller text, but your heading really should be something like a one-on-one -on -one private salon appointment. Step two, flat weekly fee, you know, or something like this. Three, own your own schedule, right? So it's, it's, you're, you're giving people a, a at glance way of understanding what the content is. And then up top, you want to have a sentence that grabs them right away and lets them know why they should spend the next one minute reading everything below. And nothing in this email is doing that yet. The layout doesn't really bother me. It's super generic, but I, but I think you could get away with that. If there were three things I would change about this email, it would be copywriting that allows me to scan or uh, index the email really quickly. I can just see what it's going to be about because headings, clear, strong headings drive me right in. I would increase the font size so that it's just a little easier and, and faster to read and make this email read with more hierarchy. So start with headings, then the, the subtext starts telling more information and then see how it performs and change these step you know step headings to be more clear. And I would love to see how something like that would perform. And then the last thing I would do is I think, you know, you're you're using imagery to do headings here. I don't think it's necessary. I personally think that using something like that doesn't add that much value compared to just, you know, putting the brand up there and and spending more time on copywriting. So that would be my fit for this one. Yeah, I agree. And just one last note, I, I think you're right that an onboarding email is probably like one of the best emails you can really test because if that's the first communication mm -hmm. you have with a brand, then, you know, test that email, see, you know, get those results that you really want. Great. Uh, this one is Healthy Wage. Uh, and their feedback really was just how can I improve this layout for mobile users, which I think they have to improve a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. You know, emailing's hard. And there's so many opportunities, everybody. So keep in mind, you know, when we go through these, we're trying to be really thoughtful for everybody. This is hard work. And every email can be improved. Every single email. We think about our own emails and how to improve them all the time. And honestly, sometimes we don't have time and you know the resources so everybody is facing that so we're going to go through that with that in mind one of the first things i would say about this email is there's too much going on visually it's really hectic and hard to keep up with so i talk about design golf and playing to achieve the lowest point value by having the fewest number of differences so you've got the 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 logo typeface up here then you've got this blue heading, then this body copy, another blue heading. Now we've got orange heading and orange CTA, blue CTA. Then we've got the white background with very little padding, which ends up making it feel kind of broken or hectic because it, it feels like, what is the padding there for? That's a weird psychological thing, but it is the way that it is. And then there's not enough space between these. So you've got like 
the winning skinny, which is another uh, sort of layout uh, where you've got these, you know, uh, this different typography here. And then there's so little padding between these sections that you don't know what's what. It just feels like it's all glommed together. And, and then you have finally this last one. So if it were me, I would start by reducing everything to the lowest common denominator. Try and see if you could get away with only, you know, one color difference. And in this case, your blue is, is saying, hey, this is a link, but this is not a link. This is a heading. And so you're mixing metaphors here, right? Like this should be just a, a black heading and this should be a black heading. And then if you want to use blue as your CTA, great. Use it only for your CTA colors. Get some padding, get some basic design principles, spread everything out a little bit better, and you'll be doing a lot better. And then apply that same thinking to mobile. And you know, if you could just simplify everything, this is why I say most people and most brands, if you have a low budget or a small team, try to make your emails way, way simpler and focus on copywriting only. Get a really clean, good hierarchy template that has really clear, bold headings, very clear typography, very clear CTAs, simple imagery, and run with that. And once you start perfecting that and get your sales up, then choose one small thing to start improving on or change or add complexity to. But I would say this email feels too complex and ends up feeling messy. Yeah. I mean, I actually really like the copy in this. I think it actually works pretty well. I think the layout stuff is just really championing the app and making it the main focus. Like if you're confident in your app, then maybe show the whole app and maybe have those screens animate or something. I think we've seen that in a few, for a few other brands in their emails. So I think this overall is a really cool, welcoming message. I think just some of the layout stuff could work a little bit better on both desktop and mobile. Uh, so this is WeMail. They are, I think, sort of like a, an agency or a, a way to actually make emails. And their question is, I guess, just looking at the email content. Is this the right type of content to share with their audience? And I think that might be hard for us to answer, you know, without maybe looking at a, a little bit of this a little deeper. But I think overall as I guess a product update email, this could be a little content heavy. I think we've seen other brands maybe make these a little bit more exciting about what these, when they're sharing fixes, improvements with their audience. I think based on the question, here's the thing that I've, that I, I always push toward this jobs to be done way of thinking, right? And get down to the people. So if I'm currently using WeMail to send emails for my e-commerce business, my daily like grind is how do I keep growing my business? How do I use email to sell products? And right now this email feels sort of bland and covers so much ground that it's hard to feel like I know what's really being told. And so I'm unlikely to read the whole thing. However, if the October update were something like three clear ways to improve your email strategy to get sales, then I'm going to read it. Or if it says a case study of how this brand used WeMail to improve e-commerce 
sales by 25% within three weeks or something very focused, I'm going to read that shit so hard. And, you know, then you can cover, oh, they did that through an easy digital download integration or because we made these bug fixes, now this is possible. Bug fixes on their own aren't that interesting to me. But bug fixes leading to a solution, that's interesting. Enhancements and improvements that mean that I can now do this or that, interesting to me. But right now, this is too much information. I think the main thing is there are very few emails that aren't really utility. So think about like you're in line at the grocery store. Is that a good place to have a long conversation? No. Is it a good place to pull out the magazine and read an article? No for a bunch of reasons, like you're trying to get through the line. Or another way that I like to think about it, somebody uh, recently posted something and it made me think about like email is a billboard, like it's the same experience. And so you want your emails, you know, 90% of the time, your audience wants to read your emails the way they would read a billboard. They've got seconds to do this. And if you can't do it, and if you can't hook them into the advantage to reading this email, the job it's doing for them, then you've lost them. So I would just trim things up, make it really focused, make sure you are clear, this is the job this email is doing, and then, and then judge yourself. Is it doing that job for that customer? And if not, change it to make sure that it doesn't. Yeah, I think my last note on this is, if you can visualize some of these integrations or improvements a little bit better, other than just showing a logo, that might help. Um, you know, I think with some of these, you want to show the customer what they can do with your product rather than just tell them. So that would be my feedback. That's right. Yeah, good call. I, uh, one of my favorite ways of saying that is don't tell me you're funny. Tell me a joke. Don't tell me about what you do. Actually show me what you do. Love cool. it. Uh, so this one is from the American Heart Association. Their feedback that they're looking for is they said it was a template, that there's a share module. Um, so that's kind of interesting to see um, that they're sort of having those icons underneath each of these sections to promote some sharing within the different modules. Uh, I hear that. There's only one share button that I see, um, but maybe I'm missing something. But the, I think... Overall, I would say that these folks are actually doing something pretty wise, which is what I talked about earlier in the episode, which is do, whatever you do, just do it simply. And so they have their logo, then they have you know their big heading, pretty big text, and a nice clear button, then an image. In this case, they have an image, heading, uh, text and then the CTA. I would say this is nitpicky, but I would say if you're going to left align your heading and text, then left align your button. Um, when you mix cases like that, you're just adding one point of distraction. Um, the way that uh, readers, you know, read, especially in Western audiences, uh, is you know left to right, and so you're creating a little bit of a distraction. Most people aren't going to think that about that, but they'll feel it. So left align that thing. But I think you know this works pretty well. Then in terms of design, what I would say though is, uh, if you're going to use imagery that is full width like this, then stay consistent. So something like this breaks that layout and doesn't feel as good. 
especially something where you go centered, left, left, centered, it gets pretty hectic uh, visually. And when you're not hectic visually, you create rest for the user that they can move through. Um, content wise, I feel this sort of could use some work again on jobs to be done. Why are people reading this content? Are you using your content to drive that interest? This is something somebody might scan and uh, staying on track during the holidays. What, is that, what does that mean, staying on track? I, you know, it's a healthy for good. Does that mean that like my dieting? Everybody's writing articles like this. So why do I want to read this article? You know, if it's uh, five tips you probably didn't know about uh, to stay healthy during the holidays or our staff's five favorite tips, like it shows curation or something like that. So I would use, I would really think about you know copywriting that drives that uh, interest. Yeah, I think you? I think it works really well um, in general on the design side. Like I think it's great that they're using the brand colors and the layout is pretty good. But I think your point too is just really focusing on that content and making sure it's useful to your audience. Um, to me, the share stuff. I'm not a big share from emails. Like I like to maybe read the content a little bit more. So. Maybe that could be at, at the bottom of the email or, or integrating in a separate way because it kind of distracts me from the content of the overall message. I think it's really a cool feature to add into the email, but make it super clear, you know, what I'm sharing or, you know, what I'm what I'm being asked to do there. So, yeah, I agree. I I don't think I've ever shared a, a section of an email. I maybe have forwarded like a sale or something like that, but never a newsletter. I don't think. And I'm just one user, but you know, that's my experience. Uh, so this one is from Red Bull, New York. So they wanted to do, it looks like a virtual viewing party. Some questions they asked on feedback is, is the GIF too low quality? Each section's very boxy, uh, left aligned text. You know, I think uh, the GIF is, is actually my favorite part. I think it does a great job. It's high ac activity. You see sports paraphernalia that you're going to resonate with. You see people doing different things. There's a lot of action. It's really fun. So I would actually center on that more um, and lead with it. So the, the top part of the email feels a little disintegrated to me. Like it's hard to read and I don't know what this fan appreciation day, I have to like really look at it and take time to kind of turn my head and <laughs> read that and see if it makes sense. And then I can sort of see that this is about Red Bull. Uh, although if I just quickly glance at it, it almost looks like a panda bear. Like it, I know the Red Bull logo and that did not read that way. And then I guess Toronto FC, if I'm familiar with that, like that's going to come, it's going to be clear to me pretty quick. But, you know, it just, this is the champion part. I really loved this. And then the, the text itself, because it reads uh, in kind of a, top down way and then the the text i like that it's left aligned in the sense that this amount of text should never be right aligned or uh centered aligned um but then it's a little bit hard to read it's bold bold text is always harder to read in body copy it should never be used in body copy like this so instead we want to celebrate you that doesn't like what does that even mean um, I think join us for a special fan appreciation day. That's what you're trying to say. Say that in a big, bold heading. 
and then put the rest of it in body copy and I would increase the size and make it regular weight so it's easier to read, put the register button on the left and I would actually put limited spots available up right under here so it's easy to see um, and just simplify the email. I think you're, but at least one of the big things that's working well here, this register now button is really clear. They did a great job of really calling yeah, it Yeah, I think out. I agree with you on the boldness. It kind of makes the whole message sound the same. So I think using formatting to highlight the really inf you know important information like the date and time or that limited spots available is the main parts of that message. And, and I think maybe right. there's a better way, maybe like a graphic that you could lay out the date and time a little bit easier to scan rather than having to dive into this even the top paragraph. But overall, I think this is like a pretty polished email. I think there's just like, you know, preferences where it comes to, I'd rather maybe have a rounded button than the square, or maybe I'd add some padding around the limited spots available. Uh, but overall, a pretty simple, nice little invite email. Yeah, and I'm sure it was effective. I, I just remembered that we're actually recording our faces, so I'm now trying to smile. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's from Golden State Warriors, and I think they're just kind of looking for some overall general best practices, if anything stands out to us. Uh, I know we've seen a few of these on yep. the site already. Uh, this orange really popped out to me. Yeah, so I'm actually super psyched to be able to talk out loud about this uh, set. They've submitted so many and or someone else has submitted for them. This email to me is so close. We've accepted some and I almost, these are, these are so creative and they're very close to me and I would change just a few key things. So one, they do some neat things by like having the top stick out here. I think that creates a really cool feeling. Um, a lot of them are white and then very thin emails. Um, I don't know why they're so thin, but it works. Um, but they, they do some neat things here with this lightning bolt, super on brand, really interesting in that way. Here's the thing. Why is this text so small and so uh, padded so heavily? It makes it really hard to read. And then like this button, blue on blue, doesn't work for me. But look at some of this creative stuff, like this gift that's masked out with these lightning bolts. That's freaking rad. I love it. More of that. That's just dialed in. I think that's so hot. And when you have really cool um, assets to work with, like this great photography, great videography, they're killing it. This is such a great idea. But again, here, why, why so small? It's so sad. Like this could be nice and clear and big and could be padded where you've got about 40 pixels of padding on the side. Why, why is it almost 80? doesn't make any sense to me. And then little things like this are weird. Like what is the, oh. this line? I don't oh, think it's that. Oh, helpful. that is weird. I didn't even notice I think, that. It looks like an error. I think yeah, it's trying it's to say like, something to me. yeah, it's like in between, but I don't think it's necessary. If it were me, I would figure out a way to kind of tilt the, the jersey on the side and let it bleed off the edges or something more in line with like the feeling I get from these. Um, but it, I, you know, the main thing that I, that I have with this thing is like so much is working for this email, but I feel it really gets not ruined, but severely yeah. diminished. I think the skinniness is text. to make it look really but, good on mobile. But I think to your point, if someone's opening this in Gmail on a desktop, they're gonna have a kind of a poor experience. So maybe they're seeing a lot of their opens 
on this mobile view. That's my only thought is why it looks like this. Yeah, but even on mobile, yeah. look at the padding. I mean, it's just, you know, it's not necessary. Now, you know, let's put this into perspective. I'm being picky here because this is an amazing email and it's so close to being unreal. Like this would, if, if we made some small changes or if they did, this would be some of my favorite emails. And I think that they are so close to nailing it on so many levels. That said, I think they're probably getting really good traction on these emails. Most people are not upset in any way about this text. This is like at a design level. I would say, you know, you, like 2021 Nike City Edition. What does that even mean? Visually, this is super close. Content-wise, how do you drive people to like desperately can't wait for the next, you know, Oakland Forever email to come through? What is the information about sports, about this team that I am dying to know? And I don't think it quite does that kind of stuff. So I'd love to see the copywriting kind of get amped up and a little bit more aggressive. This is Flight Center Australia. Um, so this one, they asked for some feedback, but I think they mostly just talked about how hard it is to code this and that it's a template and there's a lot of issues with it. So I'm not really sure what feedback they were looking for. Right. So maybe we can just have a, a general take. Uh, for me, at least, I think a lot of travel sure. emails look really like the same a lot of the time, some of the ones that we see. So this one looks pretty all right to me like it it looks similar to some of those sort of travel type emails uh, i guess for me maybe that cta mm -hmm. is a little lower or they could make this this sort of card layout stand out a little bit more uh, but what do you think you know if it's me and i'm traveling it's all about that inspiration and one of the main things that i'm seeing here is these photos are being obfuscated by these prices and i get that it's sort of a clever way to show the price but, but like you're, you're removing the main thing I want to see. I want to be inspired to go to New Zealand. Show me New Zealand. Now that said, I would say the photography could also be improved. This feels so uh, stocky, stock photo related that it's not as inspiring as if, if they would spend just a little bit more money um, and create that real sense of like, oh yeah, I definitely need to be there. I want to do that. Here's this deal. I think you'd, you'd see some improvement. The next thing I would suggest is I hear what you're saying, Matt, about so many uh, travel emails look the same. I still think there's too much going on in this email though. And I would, um, I would get clearer on your visual language. So I, the brand is uh, red and white. And so I think that part is working well, but it's also a little uh, heavy, right? So you go, you go th down through this email and the red really grabs your attention. That's fine, but it also means that my eye is left aligned here, centered aligned, centered aligned, left aligned. Now it's over to the right. And it just does this back and forth and back and forth. So it's very hard to scan. And although the red is drawing my attention to the what this deal is, I kind of want those headings to be bigger and clearer and really celebrated and the photos to not be obfuscated. So I think there are probably some other templates that they could use if they're using a template that would be simpler 
but I think this is probably doing a decent job. I like that the CTAs are one color and are really clear about where I want to check in. I like how much live text there is. There's some small things that I think could really improve this so that it would just be easier to scan and read. And I think that would increase sales. Uh, this next one is from Action Rocket, Team Action Rocket, showing cool. off some emails they did, I'm guessing, for the BBC. And they're just kind of trying to show off some of the interactive stuff. Uh, and I think this interactive stuff works pretty well. I think overall, it's a fun-looking email, some cool interactivity. Um, so what are your thoughts maybe on some of this interactive stuff and maybe this use case specifically? Well, I mean, I, this is just magic. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, it's really neat to see. I think one of the things I would say is people are so not used to emails behaving interactively that this doesn't quite feel like a button to me. It feels like I'm going to go somewhere on the site. And so this will take me to the site. I think it might be interesting to somehow, you know, try and create a little bit more engaging, you know, button feeling. That said, it's just amazing what's happening here. I would love to see the fallbacks and stuff like that, but this is just beautiful. You know, this is all about photography. They're really showing it off and I think it does it well. If it were up to me, I would probably make this just a little less visually busy from a design perspective, but I just, I can't believe that this is, you know, in an email. Um, I've heard such good things about the Action Rocket uh, team in terms of their capabilities, and it's fun to see that activated here. So I love it. I think it's working well. What about you? Same. I think the, the little wiggly animations on some of the buttons here really do sort of help you guide. Um, so I think that is one of these things with interactive email. The more that we see them, it, it still is hard for me to understand exactly how to use an interactive email. So I think any sort of tool tips or something that you can add to an email to sort of guide those people with those elements until they become really familiar, uh, definitely helpful for the end user. This one here, they just want to know, like, how do we present long form content? That's the question for this. All right. Three things that I would change to help do that. Make sure that your content is something that your audience is desperately wanting to read and that you guide them into that with your initial uh, heading, which Happy December does not do. Give it a uh, larger body copy size on desktop. I think mobile, this probably is fine, but on desktop, this is a little bit too small and guide people down per section. So if you're going to change section, lead it with a paragraph. Just make sure that your content has a job to be done and that uh, that's something that the people who are reading it really want to read. This feels like a lot, but I'm not really sure uh, on the motivation. How about you? Tightening up that copy as much as possible, finding that information that people really resonate with. I think there's maybe just a little bit too much lead in and they could display this information a little bit clearer for people to scan. I've also seen people do a table of contents on a really long email like this. Then maybe that would help. Cool. Uh, this next one, briefcase, it looks like another sort of newsletter. Uh, I think they talked about tone, but overall, I think this one works pretty well. It reminds me a lot of like a product hunt email. I think it's sort of a similar template. So I don't really have that much inf you know, new stuff for this. How about you? Yeah, it's some of the same things that we've said before. Just make sure your copy is doing a job that is interesting and engaging to your customers. 
I would say you've heard me say it several times on this, but we move between left and um, left aligned and center aligned quite a bit through here. I think that that can be a little bit distracting, but overall, I think emails like this uh, can work uh, really well uh, for different people. You just want to see if that's getting people to get those clicks. Okay. So next one, Instaprint. Uh, I know this one, I think we've looked at a few of their emails. I think this one is all right. It's just kind of unclear to me exactly what they're selling. I think they could maybe display it a little bit better. Uh, I don't know your thoughts. I feel like reading this white text is a lot for me. Like there's a lot of bright colors kind of coming at me. Yes. Yep. I feel like if there was uh, one simple thing that I would do to change uh, this email, it would be to play design golf and reduce the numbers of complexities and see what you could do to just really simplify and see if that improves your sales. Okay. This next one, Dave Ramsey has a newsletter. He's just looking for what could you add to add some more pizzazz? Pizzazz. <laughs> Pizzazz. Well, I think if you wanted to, you could add something on, you know, uh, like this top area, you could figure out if there was a GIF, like to add some subtle movement in the background might be exciting. I think the Formula One emails are a good example of how that's done. And even the uh, Oakland uh, emails we looked at a little bit before, I think are, are doing that well. I think this is a good example of copy. Discover how to reset your money in one night. That's really valuable content writing right there. And I think that gets people moving. I think the this sort of uh, marker font would be a good thing to use and, and be consistent down the way. If it were me uh, trying to improve an email like this, money is such a serious topic. People don't want to laugh about it. If you could incorporate some humor into your content that would get people laughing. I think that would go a long way to get people to want to read it because it's funny. Uh, this next one, Bear Paul, they want to learn how they can improve click rates and any other like feedback on the email design in general. I think these fashion ones are kind of hard to comment on sometimes because it is really based around that product photography. You know, um, I think people want to know you know, something about these sandals. They can see the aesthetic, but do they see, you know, the value is, what is it? Are they looking for compatibility? Are they looking for strength? What is it about the sandal that, that they're wanting to do? When you know what that is, you're going to be able to write better copy, take better photos that really help sell these things. But honestly, I think for a fashion email, this is a very good email. I really am into it. Sweet. Uh, just, um, I guess they're asking to add some more content without cluttering this up, letting them know maybe about a loyalty program. I think this one is maybe not cluttered, but it already has a good amount of content. It looks like. Yeah. I, I think on some of these things, again, it's just finding that right thing to say to your audience. So, you know, what is it that they want to get out of like Roundup Weekend? Is it like going out with their family? Is it seeing these buffalo? You know, what is the experience? So tell them about that experience, not just the title of the experience. Yeah, I think for me, these CTAs on that one could be a little bit clearer as well. They don't really stand out as mm -hmm. much to me. Good call. Sweet. Good call. Yeah, these are hard to see. All right. So this one's from Live and App. They are wondering about, I guess, the overall design. Is it appealing enough to someone to click through? I guess for me, this the, the, the kind of white space, there's almost like too much space between these different sections that it, 
it's a little hard for me to follow exactly like kind of what you want me to do in this. So I think it could be a little bit tighter and compact is my opinion. What I would say the main thing for me is I'm just not sure what's happening and I'm not sure, you know, what's going on. Like this is a, you know, they're trying to be personalized. This is the thing that I want right here. If the, all the email did was to say, want a free year of gelato Messina and then free Messina for a year and this, I think that would have been a much more effective email, like just this one section and increase the font size here, uh, make it all one paragraph. I bet you could have focused on one thing and got that out the door and it would be really effective. Cool. Uh, this one, they're just asking if there's too much text. Is this black background okay? Uh, to me, uh, this GIF took a real long time to load, um, so that's my only feedback, really. But I like the personalization up top on that little bar. I think that's a nice touch. Yeah, I think that the GIF could be a little bit uh, faster. It uh, would feel a little better, but I, I like the sort of uh, what it's trying to do. Centered text of this uh, length is tough, but at least it's uh, large enough in, in size to make it readable. I think that these images they're hard to kind of understand what is happening. So I'd almost like leave them out or figure out how to communicate it, uh, you know, a little bit more clearly, but overall I think it's working fine. If you could make the top of the email, uh, darker so that it lined up with this dark, I think I'd do that. But right now it goes from white to dark to light. And that kind of adds noise for me. The last one I want to look at is this last, last email. They would love some advice on CTA use and the connection between story and the CTA. Is there a clear connection? They're really focused on storytelling, but sometimes it makes it tough to connect the story with the ways that people can help. Sure. So Charity Water is a well-known brand and a brand actually that because of the founders and what they've done with design in the past, I really have high expectations for. And this doesn't feel in line with that the scannability of this copy, it makes it so that it's super hard for me to read the story. So I, I like the idea of, okay, get healthy and focus and these bullet points that are done in a unique way, but it ends up being very uh, hectic, almost like a collage instead of a story. So to me, don't knock the simplicity of just some really well crafted, simple copy. The centered text is always going to be super hard to read. It's very small, even on mobile, I think it's small. And then the charity water photography is incredible and we get it up top, but these like cropped photos like this are kind of hard to see and don't really celebrate that. And then the CTA is really low down here. I know that I can join the spring, what I, but I don't know what that means. Uh, up top. So just some simplifying, bigger text, clearer copy. If it were me, I would look at some emails from like, I think MailChimp does really well with good big copy. I think Everlane does a really nice job with good photography and copy. What other brands for you, Matt, uh, tell the story with photography and copy really well? I think Moment, I think we've looked before on this show, does a great job with that, really focusing on the CTAs and making them actionable. Yeah. I think there is a better way to tell this story where you say something like healthy, show a picture to back up that word healthy or something like that. So I think there's a way to maybe lay this out that's a little bit longer, gets people excited a little bit more about donating their New Year's resolution. Like that is a really cool campaign message. I just think this could 
tell that story just a little bit better and you know make people a little bit more excited like uh, around that cause rather than this kind of feels a little um, generic or just kind of lengthy in my mind yeah i agree all right sweet well thanks so much for joining us for 100 episodes of feedback friday it's been an awesome time and i'm looking forward to the next one as usual uh keep submitting uh these emails and let us know if you like this format we could do this kind of thing again awesome well have a great friday matthew all right you too buddy we'll talk soon see ya bye